Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. Leviticus chapter 21. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to Aaron's sons, the priest, and tell them, A priest is not to make himself ceremonially unclean for a dead person among his relatives, except for his immediate family, his mother, father, son, daughter, or brother. He may make himself unclean for his unmarried virgin sister in his immediate family. He is not to make himself unclean for those related to him by marriage and so defile himself. Priests may not make bald spots on their heads, shave the edge of their beards, or make gashes on their bodies. They are to be holy to their God and not profane the name of their God. For they present the food offerings to the Lord, the food of their God, and they must be holy. They are not to marry a woman defiled by prostitution. They are not to marry one divorced by her husband, for the priest is holy to his God. You are to consider him holy since he presents the food of your God. He will be holy to you because I, the Lord who set you apart, am holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by promiscuity, she defiles her father. She must be burned to death. The priest who is highest among his brothers, who has had the anointing of oil poured on his head and has been ordained to wear the clothes, must not dishevel his hair or tear his clothes. He must not go near any dead person or make himself unclean, even for his father or mother. He must not leave the sanctuary, or he will desecrate the sanctuary of his God. For the consecration of the anointing oil of his God is on him. I am the Lord. He is to marry a woman who is a virgin. He is not to marry a widow, a divorced woman, or one defiled by prostitution. He is to marry a virgin from his own people, so that he does not corrupt his bloodline among his people. For I am the Lord who set him apart. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron, None of your descendants throughout your generations who has a physical defect is to come near to present the food of his God. No man who has any defect is to come near. No man who is blind, lame, facially disfigured, or deformed. No man who has a broken foot or hand, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf, or who has an eye defect, a festering rash, scabs, or a crushed testicle. No descent of the priest Aaron who has a defect is to come near to present the food offerings to the Lord. He has a defect and is not to come near to present the food of his God. He may eat the food of his God from what is especially holy, as well as from what is holy. But because he has a defect, he must not go near the curtain or approach the altar. He is not to desecrate my holy places, for I am the Lord who sets them apart. Moses said this to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. Leviticus chapter 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to deal respectfully with the holy offerings of the Israelites that they have consecrated to me, so they do not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, If any man from any of your descendants throughout your generations is in a state of uncleanliness, yet approaches the holy offerings that the Israelites consecrate to the Lord, that person will be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. No man of Aaron's descendants who has a skin disease or a discharge is to eat from the holy offerings until he is clean. Whoever touches anything made unclean by a dead person or by a man who has a mission of semen 
or whoever touches any swarming creature that makes him unclean, or any person who makes him unclean, whatever his uncleanness, the man who touches any of these will remain unclean until evening, and is not to eat from the holy offerings unless he has bathed his body with water. When the sun is set, he will become clean, and then he may eat from the holy offerings, for that is his food. He must not eat an animal that died naturally or was mauled by a wild beast, making himself unclean by it. I am the Lord. They must keep my instruction or they will be guilty and die because they profane it. I am the Lord who sets them apart. No one outside a priest family is to eat the holy offering. A foreigner staying with a priest or a hired worker is not to eat the holy offering. But if a priest purchases someone with his own silver, that person may eat it, and those born in his house may eat his food. If the priest's daughter is married to a man outside the priest's family, she is not to eat from the holy contributions. But if the priest's daughter becomes widowed or divorced, has no children, and returns to her father's house, as in her youth, she may share her father's food, but no outsider may share it. If anyone eats a holy offering in error, he is to add a fifth to its value and give the holy offering to the priest. The priest must not profane the holy offerings the Israelites give to the Lord by letting people eat their holy offerings and having them bear the penalty of restitution. For I am the Lord who sets them apart. The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to Aaron, his sons, and all the Israelites, and tell them, Any man of the house of Israel, or of the resident aliens in Israel who presents his offering, whether they present payment of vows or free will gifts to the Lord as burnt offerings, must offer an unblemished male from the cattle, sheep, or goats in order for you to be accepted. You are not to present anything that has a defect because it will not be accepted on your behalf. When a man presents a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord to fulfill a vow or as a free will offering from the herd or flock, it has to be unblemished to be acceptable. There must be no defect in it. You are not to present any animal to the Lord that is blind, injured, maimed, or has a running sore, festering rash, or scabs. You may not put any of them on the altar as a food offering to the Lord. You may sacrifice as a free offering any animal from the herd or flock that has an elongated or stunted limb, but it is not acceptable as a vow offering. You are not to present to the Lord anything that has bruised, crushed, torn, or severed testicles. You must not sacrifice them in your land. Neither you nor a foreigner are to present food to your God from any of these animals. They will not be accepted for you because they are deformed and have a defect. The Lord spoke to Moses, When an ox, sheep, or goat is born, it is to remain with its mother for seven days. From the eighth day on, it will be acceptable as an offering, a food offering to the Lord. But you are not to slaughter an animal from a herd or flock on the same day as its young. When you offer a thanksgiving sacrifice to the Lord, offer it so that you may be accepted. It is to be eaten on the same day. Do not let any of it remain until the morning. I am the Lord. You are to keep my commands and do them. I am the Lord. You must not profane my holy name. I must be treated as holy among the Israelites. I am the Lord who sets you apart, the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Acts chapter 26. Agrippa said to Paul, 
you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and began his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially since you are very knowledgeable about all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. All the Jews know my way of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand on trial because of the hope in what God promised to our ancestors, the promise our twelve tribes hope to reach as they earnestly serve him night and day. King Agrippa, I am being accused by the Jews because of this hope. Why do any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? In fact, I myself was convinced that it was necessary to do many things in opposition to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I actually did this in Jerusalem, and I locked up many of the saints in prison, since I had received authority for that from the chief priests. When they were put to death, I was in agreement against them. In all the synagogues, I often punished them and tried to make them blaspheme. Since I was terribly enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. I was traveling to Damascus under these circumstances, with authority and a commission from the chief priests. King Agrippa, while on the road at midday, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun shining around me and those traveling with me. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice speaking to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. I asked, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Instead, I preached to those in Damascus first, and to those in Jerusalem, in all the region of Judea, and to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works worthy of repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and were trying to kill me. To this very day, I have had help from God, and I stand and testify to both small and great, saying nothing other than what the prophets and Moses said would take place, that the Messiah would suffer, and that, as the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light to our people and to the Gentiles. As he was saying these things in his defense, Festus exclaimed in a loud voice, You're out of your mind, Paul! Too much study is driving you mad! But Paul replied, I'm not out of my mind, most excellent Festus. On the contrary, I'm speaking words of truth and good judgment. For the king knows about these matters, and I can speak boldly to him. For I am convinced that none of these things has escaped his notice, since this was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you believe, Agrippa said to Paul. Are you going to persuade me to become a Christian so easily? I wish before God, replied Paul, that whether easily or with difficulty, 
not only you, but all who listen to me today might become as I am, except for these chains. The king, the governor, Bernice, and those sitting with them got up. And when they had left, they talked with each other and said, This man is not doing anything to deserve death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been released if he had not appealed to Caesar. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.